This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation, sweet babies. Hello, it is I, L. Clifford. Ellen Clifford, either one, here to welcome you to a new season. Yes, that's right. I'm declaring it a new day, a new season, uh, because once again, the world is changing. Um, so we're making the season six of the wine situation now that the world is slowly coming out of hibernation. Now I know all the last year ish, I've been saying I'm here to, you know, be your drinking buddy. So you don't have to drink alone, but People are getting vaccinated, things are opening up, we are hopefully all being safe, but you know what that means? Okay, so this wine situation was that you were alone, and so I, Elk Clifford, said my name already, why am I saying it again? I don't know. Um, it was here to be your friend to drink with and to learn things about wine and to make you laugh and such, but now, oh dear friend, you don't need me to drink. You're going out and drinking with your friends and you know what you want to do. You want to sound like the fucking wine genius at the table. You want to be the person who knows what's up. You want to be the person who they say, hey, uh, let's ask Frederick. <laughs> Frederick knows about wine. Frederick, what should we order? Or uh, maybe Donna. Maybe we should ask Donna what to order. She, she knows. She knows stuff about wine. We're not sure where she learns it all, but oh, she told us we could listen to this podcast. I guess we should do that. But in the meantime, you, you dear listener, you want to be Donna and Frederick. <laughs> you want to be the person who can, you know, help your friends with that. Now, I'm not saying uh, that you should know as much as, as me or your sommelier. You know why? Because um, then we won't have jobs. <laughs> but uh, you'll be the person who kind of knows how to talk to the sommelier. Or if you're in a place without a sommelier, you'll be able to look at the wine list and, you know, have a good idea what's up. So that's the new situation is I am here to help you make your entree. Uh, back into the social world. I will teach you, you know, what kind of wine to bring on a date. If you're going to a party, what what, what do you bring? That those kinds of tits, t those <laughs> those kind of tits, <laughs> those sort of tits are exactly what you expect from a wine situation uh, created by me, who did write a play called Flat about breasts once. So yeah. That's right. Why do you trust me? Well, I, I have a diploma from the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust. I write for Delectable in Venice and a couple other sites. I make this podcast. I am a certified sommelier with quartermaster sommeliers, be what that may. So yeah, we're going to have a little wine situation here. And also, I know you're busy. And the thing is, I'm busy too. I'll, I'll tell you more about it later. So I think... I'm making no promises. I might just be too tempted to do it every week. I don't know. But I might do this as like an every other week treat. You know why? Because I want to be able to give you the best quality possible. And I realized I took a longer hiatus than I planned because I needed to recharge my creative batteries because I... I'm, I'm creating a lot of content these days, guys, and I want to create the best content. And I didn't want my podcast to be affected by other content. I want this to be the creme de la creme of content. Ugh, that sounds like a really bad dessert. <laughs> creme de la content, mmm, delicious. It's so podcasty. With a side of a uh, influencer. I don't know. Okay, that that took a weird turn. And so on this podcast, we're going to have, as as before, we will have segments. 
I will go on many, many tangents, and uh, I, I will probably bring up goth things when I can. I will probably talk about cats when I can, and yeah, we're we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> I. Yeah, I got off the train for a while. I was not recording for like a month, a little more than that. And I was kind of like, oh, it's Saturday night. I could sit on my couch writing again like I've been doing every day for the last month. And, you know, you get into patterns. And I was kind of like, okay, I got it. And, and I did a staged reading last night. So like performance-wise, I was like, I'm feeling a little taxed. But then I was like, you know what? If, if I were, you know, when I'm performing more, I'll need to, even though I'm tired, it's like, now 9.59 p.m. on Saturday night, I need to get back up there and make the fun things happen. I need to conjure the days when I was but a youth doing improv and, you know, we were like, okay, 11 p.m. midnight show, no problem, we'll make it good. I'm, you know what, a lot of times we didn't, but that's how you get better. I promise that I'm just, uh, I'll, if this isn't good, I will not air it. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I won't air it. But you want to, shall we have an agenda just so you know what you're up for? Okay, so we're going to have just an update on me because, you know, this podcast is not about wine or cats or goth things. It's about me, who is both a cat and a goth. I mean, uh, yeah, I true. <laughs> and we are going to taste a, a woman-made wine, although I realized it's a woman winemaker now. Uh, I realized the year the wine is from, she might not have been on board yet, but point is, if you buy this winery now, you'll be supporting a, a winery with a woman winemaker. Uh, we're going to have an on the food side, and then we're going to have a very not drunk dial, but still fun to call it the drunk dial, uh, final five questions with my friend Matthew Arnall. So that's that's the plan for today. So update on me. I am fully vaxxed and ready to mingle. That doesn't rhyme, but like, ugh, you know, you gotta get back out there. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> am I gonna? I, I haven't gone on a. What is a date? Do you know what a date is? Do you? Uh, what, what is it like to be hit on? I don't know. I, I mean, I know a lot of people did date during the pandemic. I had like one person who was my pandemic person, um, but yeah, I didn't. I I, I, <laughs> I don't date guys. I let's face it. I I don't really date. Well, I guess I did sometimes, but reluctantly. I, I've never been on the apps. I don't want to get on the apps. I, I'm i a cat, so I actually do okay by my own, and yet I find myself entrenched in these relationships because people just adore me and they, I can't help myself. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I got my second vaccination, and I'm feeling really good. So not only am I ready to mingle, but I'm also ready to travel. And I already, that's another update, is I have my first wine trip, wine business trip planned later this month. I'm going to go to Mendocino. Hopefully later this summer, I'm going to go to San Luis Obispo. Uh, we'll see what opportunities come in. I'm really hoping that Europe... Um, you know, maybe maybe Georgia, both the state and and the country. Maybe I'll make it there eventually. Uh, who knows? I would love if things get okay enough in South Africa. I'd love to go there. I'd love. I want to go travel the whole wine world. Um, but right now, I'll settle for Mendocino, which is just uh, north of Sonoma. <laughs> Alrighty, um, that's another update. Another update is, so I knew I graduated from diploma, but I didn't realize it until I finally got the hard copy of my diploma that I'd graduated with merit. So that's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's kind of like 
cum laude of the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust. So the, another update is that I'm now contemplating. I have like, I think applications open any second now for the Master of Wine program. I'm trying to decide if I should do it this year or take a break. I probably will do it eventually, but I'm like, it's more financial outlay. It's even, I mean, I might apply and not even get in. They only accept like 50% of applicants and you have to take another test. I was like, really? Um, so we'll see. Yeah, the application process is like opening right now. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to decide, guys. I really am. If if I do do it, this will become a fully nerdy, nerdier podcast because I'll probably try and make my studies part of the podcast so that everything works synergistically. I mean, it kind of does already, but you know. Uh, what other updates do I have for you? Oh, I'm. Uh, you guys need to subscribe to If Superheroes Were Real, which I think on... Do, 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 do. So it's my friend uh, Brandon Payton, and I think it's BP Creatives. On, I should look this up and get back to you. Uh, but yeah, wait, BT Creatives on TikTok, on, uh, on Instagram, it's BRJ. P-E-Y-T-O-N. It's this, uh, it's, they're really short. They're only a couple minutes each. And it's kind of like, oh, what would happen if superheroes were real? And I, well, I've already found out my character for season two, but I am in a character in episode nine of season one, but you should watch them all because they're really funny. Um, they're very Brandon. They're very, especially if you both enjoy and, and or if you detest like the unreality of superhero stuff, I think think you will enjoy it so you know you should subscribe to all that and check it out so that when my episode airs you can watch it uh what else i'm doing a lot of um a lot of script writing right now in addition to all my wine writing jobs i'm doing a lot of script writing the studio fellowship programs are opening up so yeah i'm trying to write a spec script i'm working on an idea for an original yeah, it's just, just all the things under the rainbow, hence part of why, that's part of why I am going to be doing probably, you know, every other week, and I'm going to try not to waste your time. Not that I was wasting your time before, but I will try and keep these podcasts on the shorter side. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the wine today, I'm super jazzed, not only because the bottle is so goth, I... Was, I received an invitation to a tasting of Foley family wines and to learn about how they're like super sustainable. So they create, the, the wineries under their portfolio include Chalk Hill, Ferrari Carano, who's, I tasted their Pinot Grigio recently. It was kind of amazing. Um, I don't normally say that about Pinot Grigio, but there you go. Um, Roth Estate, Sebastiani Vineyards. And yeah, they're super into, they, they taught us all about their sustainable wine growing. They, you know, they they respect all of nature. They try and respect the people. They they have owl boxes. I still need to learn more about owl boxes because I've heard other people talking about them, but I'm just picturing owls in the vineyard. And honestly, if picturing like... I know people have vineyard dogs, but I really wish they had vineyard cats. But I will right now, in the meantime, I will settle for vineyard owl boxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do something more about sustainability in the future. But right now, I just want to sort of focus on the wine that I'm going to share with you today, because it's a wine I've, I've had a fair amount in the last few years, and they just this year have, their winemaker is now a woman. Uh, she, she talked to us in, in the tasting, online tasting, and um, yeah, it's Banshee. 
I think I, I might have mentioned it when I was talking about uh, Bloodroot wine, because I think the people that started Banshee now make that. But yeah, Banshee, I've really, the first time I remember having their Pinot Noir was I was having dinner at Yamashiro, I think. I was on a date, and I was like, this looks good. And I was like, this is delicious alcoholic cherry Coke in like, you know, all the right ways. And it goes deliciously with edamame. Um, yeah, so I have really fond memories of this wine from the first time I tasted it. And so, yeah, let me tell you more about their winemaker. I will get the information on Alicia Sylvester. So, oh, she was raised on an almond farm in California's Central Valley. So, yeah, she says, harvest time has always held a special significance in my family. She fondly remembers spending time as a child following the picking crew with her red wagon on her family owned 20 acres in Findel Vineyard. Uh, so, shit, that's cool. She went to California Polytechnic State University, San Lu Luis Obispo, um, where she began to explore the wine business through her studies and summers full of viticulture and enology internships. She graduated in 2011 with a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture Business with a marketing concentration, minoring in wine and viticulture. So she was like concentrating on the business, but then she's like, I wanna make wine. Um, so she did, she did all sorts of, uh, she traveled a lot. She. She worked in Australia, Italy, Argentina, South Africa. Um, she did work at Chateau Montalena, where it says, oh, she was the second woman ever to receive the Golden Shovel Award. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds important. Oh, okay, it says at Sonoma Couture, where she dialed in Chardonnay winemaking practice. So this girl knows Zinfandel and Chardonnay, so I love her already. Uh, well, well, I enjoyed her on, on the Zoom tasting, too, but I didn't get her full, like, bio then. Uh, so then she went on. She worked at uh, Lancaster Estate, where else? Marus, and, and now it says, um, as of January 2021, Alicia now crafts site-specific authentic wines for Banshee with a focus on Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir, which uh, that's what we're drinking today, um that are true to style and character on which Banshee Wines has built its reputation. Oh, she's an active member of Women for Wine Sense, um, or she's on the planning committee for the Winemakers and Viticultural Roundtable. So, cool. Oh, wait, we, we have her hobbies. Learn a lot about a person by what they do when they're not working, or if, like me, they turn all their hobbies into work. <laughs> you might find her running, baking, yes, baker, um, hiking, crafting, Whenever people say I'm crafting, I'm always like a little, I'm like, do you embroider? Are you folding? What? Do tell me what your crafts are, because I am curious, because I, I can't craft to save my life, guys. I thought about getting a minor in, like, fine arts, because I was a drawer, but I cannot craft. Okay, anyway, um, oh, let's see, and improving her yoga skills. Oh. If she has any downtime after that, you might find her donating platelets at her local blood bank. That sounds really tiring. You run, uh, roll, you're baking, she's rolling out pie doughs, so she's using her biceps, and then she's using her legs again with hiking. I'm like acting all these things out right here. And she's crafting. I'm just like gesturing wildly with my fingers because I don't know what crafting is. Uh, I, she's yoging, and then she's giving blood. Uh, and all that's when she, just when she's not making wine. Okay, so 
let's get into this wine, this Banshee 2019 Pinot Noir from Sonoma County. Now, the thing is, I could only find the text uh, sheet for the 2018 Pinot Noir. Huh. Oh, sorry. I normally try and pause things when I take a sip of water. Um, so I'm guessing if it was the same winemakers between 2018 and 2019, probably a fair amount of the winemaking was the same, but like I, anything written about the vintage or the taste, I can't use as fact. So this is mostly going to be me playing the game that's not a game, which is what's in the glass. <clears throat> if this is like the, oh wait, does the back of the bottle tell me anything? Oh, I don't want to, oh no, uh, just the alcohol. Oh darn, I can't, I'm not going to be able to like deduce what the alcohol level is, 14.2. Well, that's a little bit of a heady Pinot Noir. Let's, let's just, let's just play what's in glass. Uh, so this is a rather translucent uh, ruby going into a slightly garnet rim. I, I don't need to stop the snob voice. Um, we've got medium thick tears. Nose, I would put it medium plus. It kind of jumps out at you with like the all the ripe cherries in the world and almost like like a super, like almost a sweet tomato. <laughs> Not like the... Did anyone else... I think it was has in other towns that had the unfortunate name of soup plantation, but there was in St. Louis it was called Sweet Tomatoes, and it was like one of those places with the salad bar and then all the soups and stuff. Okay, anyway, whew, this totally has like a cola vibe. It totally has like almost like you get like a blueberry hanging out in there, just like you know, hanging out in the back, being chill and cool like blueberries do in my freezer. They're very chill and cool because um, that's where I keep my blueberries. Ooh. A little bit of like allspice on it. Super friendly, super pleasant, almost like a lilacs hanging out there. Let's let's take a sip. Mmm, 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 mmm. That was not that was not an official sip. I didn't cheers you. And that was the sound of my Zalto uh, burgundy glass. Okay, now we sip. Ooh. Ah. Just like the first time. So, um, yeah. This one's less cherry cokey than I think the one I had several years ago was, which is, is neither here nor there. Well, let's just look at structure. So I'm going to put acid at... Ooh, medium plus. Ooh. Alcohol, we already know, is elevated. I mean, I think technically WSET would call it high if it's over 13.9. And you do get a little bit of that California burn. <laughs> That's what I call the high alcohol on California wines. The body is medium. The tannins are... Ooh. Super fine-grained and well-integrated, lending just the right amount of, like, just, like, a little bit of texture. Like, you know, you want to feel something. You don't want it to hurt, but you want to feel something. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I only three sips in and I'm already like innuendoing. I should not do that. Or should I? You make the call. Do tell me. Um, let's see. I think I said body is already medium. Flavor intensity, I'm gonna put it medium. You get yeah, a lot like it tastes like it smells. Plus all the textural elements and like the hefty like the acid kind of lifts everything up and uh, the alcohol like makes it stay with you oh the finish oh it's interesting it's kind of medium but at the very end you get like 
I was like, I think there's maybe a little new oak on there. You get that nice little, like, it finishes with vanilla bean in a very delightful way. Like, it finishes with vanilla bean ice cream. You, on the palate, you're still getting all those cherries. You're getting that, I mean, is it like a tomato paste almost? <laughs> that doesn't sound good. And it's not actually sweet. It's dry, but like, I don't know. I don't know how to, what to tell you guys, but I don't get the blueberries on the palate. Mm. I do get a like, I was, like almost a root beer kick. So it's not the cola so much as like root beer. Sarsaparilla, is that what it is? It's it's really it's got a nice it's super cool. Um I thoroughly enjoy this wine. If this wine were a piece of clothing, I think. Hmm. It was first I was like a bathrobe and then I was like a harness, and then I was like neither one of those things quite. I think it is silk though. I think it is uh it's a pantsuit, like a leisure pantsuit. Maybe it's athleisure, but it's made of silk. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, on the palette, as I said, cherries, little herbs, a little a little root beer. That's super cool. Um, well done, Banshee, as always. You, I don't think you've ever let me down. I need to, I have only, this is, I've only ever had their Pinot Noir. I know they also make Chardonnay. I'm not sure. Hmm. I believe they make a rosé. I would love to try some of their more like specific venue. I think they have some more specific appellations. I think this is just their like, their basic bitch consumer level, which is, you know, it's, it punches right, like right over, right over its weight. It's like, hey, I, I've got a little more for you than maybe you were expecting. That's Banshee, guys. Get into it. Support a female winemaker. Support sustainable viticulture. It's going to be important if we want to be able to keep drinking wine in the foreseeable future. Oh, I am kind of curious. I have in front of me, like, the the text sheet for 2018. I'm curious. Oh, let's see. Oh, uh, well, the 2018, anyway, did age in 35% new French oak. Oh, they named the oak. There's Cavan, Tremou, Dargo, Francois Frere, and Jegle, J-A-E-G-L-E, barrels. I, I don't know if those are, because I know there's like limousine, oak, like I know there's regional oak. I'm guessing maybe these are the cooperages. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I would imagine that I was correct at my new French oak call. Okay. Oh. And 2018 was merely 13.9%, whereas 2019 was 14.2%. So, interesting. Um, oh, and it makes sense now. I'm looking at the, it says 2018 star off cooler. So cooler vintage usually equals a little less alcohol. That's, that's a tidbit for you to, you know, remember. Just don't, don't forget who told you. All right, I'm going to keep enjoying and sipping this delightful glass of wine, which, yeah, I... I was going back and forth. I was maybe going to use my grozzle glass because I love my grozzle glasses. But then I, I just, I kind of wanted like, I, I don't know. I just wanted to grab the Zalto today. It just felt like a Zalto day. So, sometimes it feels like a Zweisel day, but I still don't have my, <laughs> don't have replacements for my Zweisel glasses because I can't find them freaking anywhere. And also I need to save money for that damned um, MW program. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Enough of my, enough of my woes.
Now let us get on to on the food side, which is kind of more of an Ellen update and also kind of an update on a former on the food side. So do you remember all the pancake food, all the people making tiny things and putting them in bowls and pouring things on top of them? You know, it started with like tiny pancakes that they pour maple syrup on. Then people were like uh, making all just all sorts of tiny things and pouring liquids and accoutrements on top of them and calling it cereal. And it kind of went away. And then the other day I was looking at one of my weird food porn. Um, is that a terrible term to use? I probably, um, sites. And there was like chocolate chip cookie dough bites cereal. So basically this person made chocolate chip cookie dough, rolled into tiny balls, dipped them in chocolate. And I mean, it looked like just a, it started out looking like they sort of give you the ending shot first, you know, and then show you how it's made. It just looked like a bowl of, you know, nice chocolate candy, which I would love nothing more than just a bowl full of chocolate covered chocolate chip cookie dough bites. But then they went and poured milk on top of it. And I was like, what was even the point of that? But then it got to me thinking, I'm like, was Cookie Crisp, the original pancake cereal. They were making food into that shouldn't be eaten with milk and, and bowls and to shapes before. There's probably other foods that have done that, but it, it, anyway, it just like it was like sort of a flashback to about about a year ago. I think was when this happened. When people are bored during quarantine, and they're like, well, "What can we do to reinvent the wheel?" Which is what they were doing. They were reinventing Cookie Crisp. Anyway, I thought it was very ridiculous. Um, and an example of, I guess, everything old is new again, like people getting all excited about Quivery, like people haven't been doing that since like before time, not that far. I don't know. Before time, we're actually not, I mean, what is time? Is it a dimension? It's hard to say. Uh, I need to reread my books about string theory. I was trying to think if I had anything I ate of note in the last month to inform you of. I will say that I springtime is possibly my least favorite season. I know a lot of people love it, but to me it's like getting too... Sa well, actually, I mind it less in Los Angeles because it starts to get a little... At least in the mornings, it's a little more cloudy, and then you get the May gray and the June gloom, and there's nothing my goth soul loves more than a cloudy day. It's like such a relief in LA. But other than that, to me, like everything... I know everything's blooming, but somehow in spring, everything feels to me like it's just wilting. Whereas to me in autumn, when everything's crisping, <laughs> crisping up, drying up and like falling off things, to me that feels like life. This is how I know I'm a goth. Um, anyway, I hate spring, but I do love uh, spring vegetables. So, so much asparagus, so many artichokes, been loving them. I also recently, so I don't like sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes, but Japanese sweet potatoes and especially Japanese Okinawa sweet potatoes, but right now it's just been Japanese sweet potatoes. They don't taste like the sweet potatoes that we think of that people call yams, even though yams, actually Japanese sweet potatoes may actually more belong to the yam family. I'm not sure I have to like, you know, do some DNA testing in my lab that I have in my dungeon under my condo on the third floor. Oh, this is getting weird. And I really have only drinking about a third of this glass of wine, but what do you, what do you know? Um, the other thing I've been eating a lot of, and I'll get into this in my drunk dial, is uh, this rice cakes. Like, fucking hey, I've been sleeping out. Like, I remember eating them when I was a youth. 
I liked to put peanut butter on them. I liked, I had a friend who introduced me to, you guys, Velveeta is magically melty and she would melt Velveeta on rice cakes. And the weird thing is they're like considered diet food. I'm not sure why, cause they're like, I don't know, I think similar at least in calories to like crackers, but I, I don't know. Anyway, I've been eating rice cakes again which reminds me of just yesterday I put on lipstick and I heard in my head the Bjork song where she's like, I'm wearing lipstick again. Um, I'm eating rice cakes again. <laughs> like probably too many rice cakes. They're, they're not a diet food when you eat the whole package, although the only whole package still probably has like less than a couple servings of potato chips. So I guess they're better than that. But they give you that crunch and like I get the salty ones. Ugh, they're so um, what else? Sweet potatoes, so much asparagus. I just, my asparagus, I just spray my baking sheet with some tray, uh, some tray with some, I just spray the spray. I spray, um, baking spray on the tray and then I put the asparagus on there and move it around so it gets coated and then I put on some salt and some pepper and I just roast those fuckers, which I know is spring asparagus. I'm probably supposed to steam it gently or something, but I like my roasty, roasty asparagus. Um, Anything else to tell you about? I lots of eggs. I'm always eating eggs. I promise I'm going to do a food side. I still owe you a On the Glory of Potatoes that's not french fries because the first time I was like going to do On the Glory of Potatoes, I realized I I just got stopped at the, <laughs> the french fry category and was like, wait, there's too much here for, for one segment. So I still owe you like other potato products. Potatoes might, this might be a whole series, but I also owe you and like On the Glory of Egg dishes. I've been doing just mostly like soft scramble, you know, I stir it around. I, it's a lot of its instinct and then like I usually dump in some salsa and maybe some cilantro, uh, but it's all about texture and they got to come out like it, it's a soft scramble or uh, also revisiting these omelets. Oh, this just turned into an on the egg side. I should save it, but oh, the the from the food lab, the omelet where I mean, you have to whisk it up and then let it sit 15 minutes and the yolks turn this like deep golden yellow. Uh, that sounded sinister. It's not sinister. It's a delicious omelet and there's a lot of butter involved. Anyway, it's good. So yeah, eating a lot of those. Have I eaten anything else of note? Oh, I hung out with friends in person uh, the other day. Hi, Darius. You're getting another shout out. I hope you're listening to this. You heard your last shout out. Um, he and his girlfriend, Susie, that were kind enough to... It was like I went over for... I, okay, I hadn't really been out in people's houses forever. I went over there, maybe like 9, 9.30. So we started drinking wine, and then um, Su Susie had been out. She she comes home, and she's like, I really want to make hummus. And she made, like, the best hummus and then put together a cheese plate. And then we were talking about omelets because I told Darius, hey, I have the best omelet. He's like, I have to make you my omelet. He does this, like, really thin omelet with, like, a Swiss, no, not Swiss tart. It was, like, um, collard greens filling it was just like one of those and then he was like and now i need to make plantains because and the next thing i knew it was 4 30 and they're like don't go home and i was like i really really need to starfish in my bed guys <laughs> your couch looks great but i want to go starfish in my bed so i i obviously ubered home it was the first time i'd actually gone to like people's houses in forever anyway that that was the other exciting food i experienced in the last month was the hummus the omelet and the plantains guys Plantains kind of actually remind me of Japanese sweet potatoes. I think I've now thoroughly been spent like nearly as much of this podcast talking about food as I have wine, which makes sense considering I spent years writing food columns. So what do you know? Okay. <clears throat> do I have anything? 
anything else to tell you about. You're probably like, I don't care, Ellen. Save it for the next episode. Okay, I will. So now we have our final five questions. And this was this was a good, it was a quick conversation, but we've been trying to make it happen forever. Uh, my friend Matthew Arnall, I met him at the tasting group at Spago. Uh, he's got some really cool tattoos, guys, but you probably don't see it if you're, he's in Baltair right now. I think he's the wine director there. Um, super cool restaurant in LA, or so I hear. I mean, if he works there, it's probably cool. I mean, if the Psalm has tattoos, you know, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> you don't, guys. You, you don't know. Everyone has tattoos in LA. Um, but yeah, he is uh, working on a book. He's uh, just, you know, all around great person who I'd kind of wanted to get on the pod forever. And he finally got it. He was kind of for a while like, I don't want to talk on things and I was like okay and then he hit me up the other day and was like I think I'm ready and I was like I've been doing it for I think you guys I think he told me no and then he like someone else gave him the experience and then he's like I'm gonna go back to the original source (laughs) uh we'll give Ellen a chance so yeah please enjoy my conversation with Matthew Arnall Matthew welcome to the show (laughs) thanks for having me Ellen it is a pleasure and an honor um (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, it's time for the final five questions. And the, the first one, the, the one I typically ask people, because I like to start with like the hardest question first, which is just uh, what you what you drinking these days? Is there anything you're into recently? Oh, what am I drinking these days? I'm probably drinking every sample bottle that's dropped off to me to, <laughs> build, to build this wine list up to where, where it should be. That's, that's honestly what it is. It's, it's so many samples and, and tasting bottles right now, which, to be honest, is quite nice. You know, tasting without the pressure of people in front of you, it's, it's, I could get used to it for sure. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about being a wine writer. <laughs> <laughs> in the privacy of my own home yeah has anything turned your head recently of those of those bottles you've been trying or anything you're like this must be on my list yeah i actually just had i mean a big classic name uh ridge from oh i got to taste through all of their zinfandel sonomas yesterday oh my god i think they might be bringing on something something of them but we'll see oh fabulous um cool okay uh question number two is what is either the best or favorite or most unusual pairing you've experienced? And it can be any kind of food, any kind of drink. It could even have, um, I, I've, had pe- I've had people pairing cigars with, with drinks before, so what? any kind of pairing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've had two people do mention, like, one was cigars and champagne and one was cigars and burgundy. I was like, okay. <laughs> I bet this was Oscar from downtown, right? <laughs> no, actually, one was um, uh, Philippe Andre, and one was uh, Dana, Dana Dana Farner. Nice. Okay. Okay. My <laughs> favorite pairing is like an oxidative style champagne, like Boulanger mm. or something like that, with cheese pizza. <gasps> Just simple New York style cheese pizza. Oh my God, that sounds so good. <laughs> It is to die for. That mid-afternoon, a little snack, a little glass of champagne, can't go wrong. Oh, awesome. Um, okay, so the next question is, and this is uh, in reference to this, this book you've been working on, you're telling me about, is what, do you have a bit of like, for someone who's studying wine, do you have like a favorite tip or like a book or any kind of studying tip you'd give someone who wants to get into wine? 
tip to studying. I or it can be a favorite one you've yeah, heard yeah. from somebody else. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I would say just dive in. Just go head first. Get your hands on absolutely everything. I think for somebody who's, like, really just starting out, though, um, get involved with somebody like the CSW or the Wine Scholar Program or even WSET, something that has a structure and possibly like a teacher or an online seminar where you can where you can really ask questions. And then once you're also doing that, you know, taste the wines and, and taste wines side by side. So you have kind of a point of contact. Ooh, that that's sense. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think anybody can do this on their own, you know, and if you're just starting absolutely fresh and green, you know, when I first started, it was an Italian restaurant back in Maryland, and I just got Vino Italiano book, and I just started reading, and I had absolutely no clue what they were talking about, so <laughs> it was it was a rough start, and it was a little rocky, but, but here we are, you know. Here we I are. It, I made it this far. I love it. Um Okay, next question is another sort of a pairing question, which is, as I said, and I'll, I'll let you tell people about it when we get through the questions, that you, when you are, you, this, this book you're working on, and do you have a favorite, um, either a favorite sort of writing wine or writing snack? I know recently when I'm writing, I, I'm usually drinking whatever I'm writing about, but then I've, like, I've been on this like major rice cake. <laughs> so just, do you have a favorite study writing drink or, or snack? Well, I definitely, I I definitely do not drink whenever I write or work on wine. That's kind of my big, my big go-to. And it's funny because when I was doing my MBA, I drink wine through the entire MBA. I couldn't even tell you half the papers I've written anymore. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> See, but I can't do the other kind of writing with wine, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, working on wine, I I tend to not drink wine whenever I'm doing a actual work too many spelling errors or like what was I talking about <laughs> uh stick with you know coffee my favorite lately like pistachios and stuff like that Ooh. whatever reason I don't know why the saltiness you need the salt and the crunch I think yeah I think that's my my rice cake thing it's like they get the, the sea salt ones like you need that crunch yeah you have to I don't know <laughs> once you once you start getting with pistachios they're so addicting just mm. I don't know do you get the types that you have to peel to, or do you just get the? Well, yeah, that, that's that's part sure. of this. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so your your computer is a fiasco. I use keyboard. I take it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a total mess. Total. Mess. <laughs> I need a new one for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, the last of the final five questions, which we've been asking people since the the entirety of the show, is just what is bringing you joy these days. Uh starting to open back up and being happy mm. and getting back to the beaches and summer is right around the corner, getting people back in the restaurant, seeing people, you know, come in and saying, this is our first dinner. We just got vaccinated. We haven't been oh. out here, you know, and people celebrating birthdays and anniversaries that, you know, everybody kind of got, you know, stolen from them last year. Yeah. You know, that that's it. That's that's the big thing. It's just kind of getting back to normalcy. You know, I'm getting to plan my wedding again for the yeah. first time. Right? Exciting. That's fantastic. So we're getting back to that and you know, hopefully go to see my brother in a few weeks and you know, just getting being back around people again. It's it sounds so simple being in this industry of like serving guests day in and day out, but it when it all got taken away. 
Yeah. Really, it really showed you how much you need that that human interaction and connection and friends and people like you. So. Oh, I agree. Well, I'll have I'll have to come in and and visit you visit your your place of work soon. Um, so if you want to tell people where they can either, you know, you want to shout out this book you're working on or tell people about your restaurant or where to find you on the social medias, anything you want to give people, uh, where to find you. Yeah. So currently wine director at bald hair in Brentwood, and you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Arnell Som. That's it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking part in this. (laughs) No, thanks for having me. My pleasure. I will let you get back to your thrilling day of inventory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yes. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I All will right. talk to you soon, Matthew. All right. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Glass. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with my I just drink wine. I don't fuck with Minute Maid. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with Coffee Maid. Just drink one. Give me red, white, or say, don't touch me, motherfucker. I'm a sommelier. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.